Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. When a Christian loses a loved one, we grieve, but not hopelessly. We grieve hopefully because we know we will see them again. And that is why the Bible calls the rapture the blessed hope. Pastor Greg Laurie has good reassurance today about the new and better day coming. Believers have the promise of eternity in the presence of God and our loved ones. Your sorrow immediately vanishes and it's replaced with ecstatic joy. This is the day when the lost are found. So when will all this be over? Life has been so abnormal amidst the current pandemic, so much so that it's become obvious that we're in for a new kind of normal. Regardless, God still has a plan for our lives that transcends the here and now. And today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to look at the present in the light of our future. Maybe what we see is evidence that God's plan is moving ahead in front of our eyes. Pastor Greg is sharing from his new series, End Times, Living Like Jesus Will Return at Any Moment. coronavirus a sign of the end times. I heard a story about um, some Christians who were standing by the side of a road holding up a sign. It was a hand-lettered sign with these words, the end is near. Turn around before it's too late. Some guy drove by them, hit the brakes, rolled down his window, and he said, you stupid Christians, why don't you just leave people alone? Rolled up his window and gunned it. And then a couple of moments passed and there was a loud splash. And one of the Christians turned to the other and said, maybe we should just put up a sign that says, bridge out instead. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of signs out there, a lot of warnings out there that are saying one thing. And that one thing is, get ready because Jesus Christ is coming back again. First Thessalonians 4. And we read, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remaining shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we will ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. What happens to a Christian when they die? They go immediately into the presence of God. The dead in Christ rise first. But when the rapture comes, and that can happen today, it can happen tonight, it can happen tomorrow, we are reunited with our loved ones, and that is when they and we all receive our resurrection bodies, because God is gonna give us a new body that's a radically upgraded version of our old one. So question number two, why? Is there a rapture? Why? Well, Paul talked to these folks here who lived in Thessalonica and uh, they were stressed out. They were unhappy. They were sad because a number of their loved ones had died and they thought they would never see them again. So Paul wanted to share this great truth with them. In fact, he says in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, hey, we don't want you to be uninformed about those who have died so that you grieve as those who have no hope. 
Notice he says we don't want you to be uninformed. I bring this up because sometimes we will say no one can figure out Bible prophecy. No one understands it. There's so many different views so we shouldn't even talk about it. Au contraire. That's French for snails with garlic. No, that's escargot. No, to the contrary, God wants us to know about the end times. Again, Paul says, I don't want you to be uninformed. Remember in Matthew 24, Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation, let the reader understand. And uh, basically the Bible is saying, hey, understand what is being said. The very word revelation, and that's the title of the last book of the Bible. Revelation means the unveiling. Listen, it is not God's desire to conceal, but to reveal. He wants us to know these things. And he doesn't give us Bible prophecy to scare us, but to encourage us, especially if we put our faith in him. So here's what Paul is saying. Look, if you've lost a loved one and they've gone to heaven, you're going to see them again. Just imagine for a moment you're just going about your daily business, doing whatever it is you do, and suddenly in a moment that happened so quickly, you can't even measure it in time, you're reunited with your loved one again. Because the Bible says it will happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. I mean, the twinkling of an eye is something that can't even be measured. The word twinkling comes from the root word atomos. We get our word atom from it. How long does it take for that to happen? Probably about as long as it takes to say the word atomos. It booms. You're in the presence of the Lord and you're with your loved ones that have gone before you. Isn't that encouraging? That's why Paul said, therefore, comfort one another with these words. Imagine husbands will be reunited with wives and wives with husbands. Children reunited with parents and parents with children. Brothers reunited with brothers and sisters and everyone will be brought back together again. Friends reunited with friends. Your sorrow immediately vanishes and it's replaced with ecstatic joy. That is why the Bible calls the rapture the blessed Pope. So when a Christian loses a loved one, we grieve, but not hopelessly, but rather hopefully. We grieve hopefully because we know we will see them again. And that is a great encouragement. Great to have you with us today for a new beginning and a very practical and current one today from Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, as he considers God's plan for our future today. He's giving us a glimpse of the rapture in the midst of our current time of uncertainty. Let's hear more. It's a good thing to think about these things, folks. It's a good thing to just think about heaven. Look forward to heaven. And by the way, when we talk about things like this, it makes us want to be closer to God. Again, talking about the Lord's imminent return makes us want to be closer to God. It reminds us there is a God and His Word can be trusted when we see Bible prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes. And over in 1 John 3 it says that he that has this hope, that is the hope of the return of Christ, will purify himself even as God is pure. Uh, let me illustrate. Remember when you were a little kid, maybe you got in trouble with your mom and she said, okay, you're in trouble and you just wait until your father gets home. And so uh, maybe around 6.30 you hear the car pulling into the driveway and the approach of your father and you're filled with dread because 
you know, he's the authority figure and there might be some discipline involved. So you're not looking forward to your father's return. But let's just say you're a good boy or a good girl and dad got home, you'd run out to greet him. So I think when we're right with God, we look forward to his return. It it keeps us on our toes spiritually. It causes us to want to live godly lives. But if you're not right with the Lord, when you hear that Christ could return at any moment, well, that's quite frightening. Really, a, a litmus test of where you're at right now in this moment in time is if you're looking forward to the return of Jesus, that would be an indication to me that you are right with God. And if you're dreading the return of Jesus, that would be an indication to me you're not right with God. And I'm gonna tell you how to get right with God in a few moments because you're either gonna get right or you're gonna get left. And when I say get left, I mean you will not be caught up to meet the Lord in the rapture, but you'll be left behind. Here's another point. When will the Lord return in the rapture? Jesus says, no man knows the day or the hour. And if you were to go back to the original language and translate that, it would translate out to, no man knows the day or the hour. And what it actually means is, no man knows the day or the hour. Nobody. So only God knows, and he'll come at the right moment. It can happen at any time, but it is going to happen and you can count on it, and it's gonna be one of the greatest events of all human history. And I wanna ask you right now, are you gonna be ready for that day? Jesus said, two will be in a field, one will be taken and the other left. A man and wife will be asleep in bed and one will be taken and the other left. Which shows it's a global event. A man and wife in bed, they're sleeping, it's nighttime. Two men working in a field, it's daytime happens around the world. People are caught up to meet the Lord. You know, one night, Kathy and I, my wife, we're laying in bed. It's okay, we're married. <laughs> and we were talking about how Jesus could come back. And I said, he could come back at any moment. And Kathy said, just imagine, Greg, we could just be laying here in bed and all of a sudden we're in heaven. And, and being the prankster that I am, I quietly slipped out of the bed and I got down on the floor. Greg, just imagine, we'd go to heaven together. Greg, Greg, Greg. And she's reaching, I'm not there, and I'm down on the floor laughing. That's really bad. Don't do that at home. I'm a professional. Idiot. Anyway, I digress. Okay, so it really is a real thing. I'm making a joke about that, but this is no joke, and I wonder if you'll be ready. I mentioned that statement of Christ early on where he said, a wicked and an adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to them except that of the prophet Jonah And as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Interesting, Jesus just validated the story of Jonah. He was a real dude with a real message that resulted in a spiritual awakening in a city known as Nineveh. But he was swallowed by a great fish. By the way, the Bible never says he was swallowed by a whale. Maybe it was a whale. Maybe it was a fish, it can be literally translated sea monster, that never existed until the moment it swallowed Jonah. But whatever the case, the story is not about Jonah in a whale. It's a picture of a Christ did. Jesus is effectively saying, you guys want a miracle, right? Would you want me to pull a rabbit out of a hat? Do you want me to do some trick that will convince you? Here's my sign for you. As Jonah was in the belly of that fish, I'm gonna go to a cross and die for the sin of the world and rise again from the dead. That's my sign. That's my miracle. 
You might say, well, show me a miracle and I'll believe. Show me and I'll believe. Effectively, God says, believe and I'll show you. See, God has demonstrated his love toward you. God has shown how much he loves you by sending his son to die on the cross for you. You know, the Bible says some of us might die for a righteous man. But God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we were breaking his commandments, when we were falling short of his standards, God showed love in a tangible way. And as I've often said, it wasn't nails that held Jesus to that cross 2,000 years ago. It was love for you. God loves you. I don't know what you've been told about God, but I'm here to tell you today on the authority of Scripture that God loves you. And he proved his love for you by sending Jesus to die in your place. Jesus said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Not only does God love you, but he has a wonderful plan for your life. And that plan starts with him forgiving you of all of your sin. And then he has a special plan for how your life will go. And when that day comes, you'll go to meet him in heaven, in the afterlife. But maybe even before you die, the rapture can happen. It could happen in our lifetime. It could happen today. And I ask you, if Christ were to come back again, would you be ready? I mentioned a couple earlier who wrote me and said that they were living a miserable life and they recommitted their life to the Lord and they were prodigals. And maybe you're a prodigal. What's a prodigal? It's someone that's been raised in the faith and has walked away from it. Or someone that made a profession of faith and turned their back on it. And if you're a prodigal son or daughter, you can come back to Jesus. But there's someone watching me right now who's never asked Christ to come into your life. You've never even heard these things I'm talking about. But you realize, I need God. I want my sin forgiven. Maybe you've been trying to fill that big hole in your heart with drugs or with booze or with partying or with accomplishments. And you know, the whole COVID-19 thing has sort of revealed how empty all those things are because people can't go out and do all the things they were doing before. And they can't go and hang out in big parties with all of their friends and you're isolated and you're alone and you're scared, but you're not alone because God is there. And Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you'll hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. Listen to this. The same Jesus who was born in a manger in Bethlehem, who died on a cross outside of Jerusalem. The same Jesus who will come again for his people in the rapture and will return to the earth and the second coming is alive. And he's standing right now at the door of your life saying, I want to come in. Would you like Jesus to come into your life? Would you like to be forgiven of all of your sin? Would you like to know with certainty that you will go to heaven when you die? Or know for sure that you'll be ready when the Lord comes for us? If so, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. If you want Jesus to come into your life. So if you're someone who's never asked the Lord to come into your heart. Or if you're a prodigal son or daughter. Do what some 3,000 people have been doing every weekend here at Harvest at Home. Pray this prayer with me. And I'm telling you in the authority of the Bible, Christ will come into your life right here, right now. 
If you want Jesus to come into your life, pray this prayer with me. Just pray these words. Pray them out loud if you like. Pray, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I know that you are the Savior who died on the cross for me and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now and I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer and answering it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor Greg Laurie praying with those who are making a decision for Christ today. And if you've made that change, we'd love to help you to begin to walk with the Lord. We'd love to send you something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It's free of charge for those who've made a first-time commitment to the Lord today. Just ask for it when you call 1-800-00-5011. Well, next time, Pastor Greg continues his series, End Times, Living Like Jesus Will Return at Any Moment. Important insights from the pages of Bible prophecy when we return on Monday. copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called, Is Coronavirus a Sign of the End Times? Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.